Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we don't have a whole lot of news to really dive into. I'm just going to get you guys up to date with the fishing event that's going on and share some stories that I got uh, from this last week of sailing. So, Buckle in. Let's get to it. This week's episode is brought to you by the Patreons. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Chateau Neuf, Lumpy SRQ, Matthew Registilla, Russ Belkid, TN Professor, Todd Meister, El Jefe, Esteban, Big Bad Pad, Mina Ferry, CJ Super Pack, Davram TV, Frank FP, Greg Kazia, The Rogue Windsor, Mr. Chris and Zach. Thank you all so much for supporting the Patreon. It means a lot to me. It really helps to go support the content and make sure that I can take care of the fees and stuff for that. So if you guys have any interest in getting your name on the podcast, head over to the Keelhaunt podcast Patreon. The link is in the show notes. It's just patreon.com forward slash Keelhaunt podcast. Feel free to support at whatever you can. If not, don't worry about it. You get the, uh, the, the ads in there to help you get some deals while you're uh, sailing about and doing all kinds of fun stuff. But let's get into the episode. All right, pirates. First on today's docket, let's dive into how I'm doing with the season one renown. We are down to five weeks left in the first season. So make sure you're getting out there and grinding if you are still working on that, or maybe you need uh, ways to catch up. And I wanted to let you guys know um, I am still going about it very casually. I'm taking my time. I want to see how that progresses. And with five weeks left, I'm up to 76 in my renown. I know a lot of you are already done with it. No worries. I just want wanted to see how this goes without focusing too much on it and just playing casually. I've had a really good time sailing with a lot of people lately. And because of that, it's nice to know that I don't have to really go out of my way unless I'm doing the events to progress through this at a natural pace. I feel like I, I'm in a comfortable place with five weeks left. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get through a lot of this. And looking through a lot of the trials, some of these I've actually already completed a lot of the trials, some of the smaller ones, but there's definitely a bunch that are halfway uh, or not even complete at all. But I'm really happy to see that a lot of these are ones that I've accomplished without really trying. Uh, there's only been a few times where I've actually gone in and specifically looked at some of the requirements to see if there's something I need to do. But thanks to the notifications that pop up in game that gives me the progress, I found out that tonight, for example, uh, if you hit skeleton ships with chain shots of all things, which I didn't really think about, you can actually earn credit. It is personal credit, but you can still earn credit towards one of those trials. Really interesting things going on with the trials, and I haven't dove into all of them, but it's been a really, really kind of just comforting to know that at 76 with five weeks left, I can continue to play the game however I want and not necessarily feel like I am going to be uh, hurting towards the end of that five weeks to get to level 100. That being said, I do know that there are quite a few things that I can do to get in there and actually earn that last bit of renown. I know, for example, a few people have been getting some of those tall tail checkpoints and using those as a way to uh, hold on to a checkpoint for a tall tail if they need to finish it. If, for example, they haven't been able to get the last bit of renown that they need to cap out at 100 to get that curse. So really cool to see that some folks are taking advantage of some of the um, tools and not rules of the game to be able to earn uh, renown at the very end if they have to. All right, next up on today's docket, I wanted to dive into 
the Festival of Fishing. This has been a really interesting event for me because I've had a lot of conversations with people about it, how they feel about it, some of the different opinions that they've had. Uh, If you listen to last week's episode, it actually had all of the gold hoarders. Well, not all of the gold hoarders, obviously. Rust Belt Killed was missing. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a bummer, but I'm sure he'll be on at some point for one of these. And I'm actually hoping to have some interesting ideas uh, going forward with that. I'm going to be trying to do some fun stuff in the future. If it pans out, I'll tell you more. If not, we'll just kind of stick to what we got. But for now, I just wanted to touch on the festival uh, week two of fishing and how that's going for me, how I feel about the event overall. Um, I've got the long term goals complete uh, where you get the actual frostbite fishing rod for turning in 50 fish and the title of fishing. Fishing Fanatic, I believe is what it is, uh, when you turn in 100 fish. Very easy to get these if you're working on the event. And we actually ended up doing uh, a fair amount today, thankfully, with uh, some Keelhauled crew members to work on the first week as well as the second week. Uh, One of the problems that I think I've noticed with this event is to do with the voyages. Unfortunately, the first week voyage uh, from Lorena actually disappeared. There's no way to actually get that. And not everyone knew to actually complete it because rightfully so, they generally probably assumed that those weeks voyages would still be active during the event, uh, not just locked to that one event. So if you haven't had a chance to do the second week voyage before the uh, end of the actual event, I would say make sure you at least pick up one of those voyages because otherwise you're going to have to hold out and find someone that has one of those voyages to hopefully get them onto the ship and work on it that way. You only have to complete it once, but you cannot pick those voyages up once the week is over and the next week has begun. That being said, I did want to remind everyone that this next coming week starts on the Thursday. So that's going to be coming up here. That's going to be the 11th. So make sure that you guys are grabbing that. It's three days from now before that second week goes away. So make sure you grab at least one of those voyages and do it before the next 30, 72 hours in this instance. With this event, uh, there was something very interesting that I noticed. I was talking through it in my head out loud as I was sailing tonight and we were out fishing a lot to get some of these done. And I noticed that there's a theme going with each of these because I was looking at some of the fish and what you have to get and I naturally assumed that splash tails were going to be uh, excluded from the event since they were the most common and we've already had a splash tail event before thinking that we were actually going to be getting the uh, wild fin fish from the ancient or from the actual wild Uh, I don't think they're wild they're wild splash I think can't quite remember on that one but it's you, you know where I'm coming from on that hopefully so you're not too confused the Platter of Plenty was three fish. It was the Wreckers, the Pondies, and the Plenty Fin. The Plenty Fin are required to be in the shores of Plenty to fish up. The Pondies you can get anywhere in a pond on an island. And the Wreckers have to be fished up next to shipwrecks. Very common. Two of those require earthworms. One of them doesn't require bait at all. Then we look at the ancient assortment that's going on currently this week. You've got the ancient scale, the isle hoppers, and the stormfish. The stormfish require you to be in storms. They also require leeches. Same thing with the ancient scale. Ancient scales require leeches and can only be fished up in the ancients, whereas the isle hoppers can be fished up anywhere but without bait. Noticing a trend? 
One has to be around something that is found in the world. One has to be found in a specific ocean, and one doesn't require bait, but the other two require the same bait. So going into this last one, this next week coming up, what can we expect? Well, we have the devil fish that are only going to be in the roar. We have the battle gills, which are only going to be found around forts and skeleton ships. And then the splash tails, which don't require any bait and can be found anywhere. So it was an interesting event to come to that realization. And I've already got uh, the gold hoarder fish uh, or fishing rod for last week. I'm almost done with the fishing rod, uh, the Order of Souls one for this week. I've, I've actually only got one more thing that I need to complete out of this week's challenges. And I still have three of those challenges that I can complete. Uh, the one that I'm missing is actually the stormfish. I need two trophies and a regular one. Uh, but as long as I get two trophies, I'll finish out that nine out of 10 and I need to complete the voyage. I actually haven't done the voyage yet for that, but I've got one in my inventory, so I should be squared away. Going into Thursday on the 11th, you want to make sure that you keep an eye out on what you're doing because the devil's devil roar or the devil fish are going to be easy that you just have to get somewhere out into the roar, stay away from an island, grab a whole bunch of grubs, I believe, and then fish those guys up. Speaking of bait, um, before I get into the battle gill and the splash tail, actually forget it. I'll go into the battle gill and splash tail. Splash tail, you get anywhere. You don't need bait. You can just throw your your line out there and get them. Keep an eye out for things like ashen keys, as well as uh, the skeleton bones or the hat, the boot. Those you can still turn into hunter's call if you don't know. The battle gills are tougher. Those you actually have to get while you're near skeleton ships or uh, in areas where you're actually going to be dealing with uh, forts. Forts are probably the easiest way to get these. Honestly, what I would recommend is going to an active fort when they're up, if they happen to be up. It used to be a lot easier when there weren't a whole bunch of world events biting for your time to try and get one of these forts up. But if you get a rowboat out near a fort, you can actually fish up a bunch of these battle gills fairly easily, much easier than fishing off the back of a galleon uh, skeleton ship to get those um, much, much easier. Uh, you don't have to contend with the skeletons constantly coming after you on the back of the, uh, the galley while you try and fish up these battle gills. And if I had to make a recommendation, I would definitely say uh, this would be a good time to work on some of the world events. Try and knock out some of them. Try and force out that that fort of the damned, or not a fort of the damned, but just a regular fort. I don't honestly know if the fort of the damned counts, and I would actually say that that might be a little bit easier, just just based on how much easier it is to actually get the flames of fate now uh, and an actual ash or uh, actual ritual skull. Ritual skulls are easy to pick up. You can either buy a voyage from the uh, from Lorena if you need to, or what I usually recommend is. Go on to an island and find a regular skeleton captain, not like the ashen ones, but just a standard bare bones skeleton captain. If it's got my name, it's even better because, you know, it's me and you can get kill me for that instance. And I would recommend doing the, the voyage that they drop because generally the chest that they give tends to be one of those collector's chests and those usually have a ritual skull in those and that's a great way to start a fort of the damned if you are looking to do that the one thing that i did want to touch on actually pertains to the bait uh sailing around tonight i noticed that it was a little tougher for some folks to get the bait they they weren't quite sure where you had to go to actually fish up bait or not fish up bait but dig up bait 
if you don't know, uh, with the hunter's call, you can actually dig up bait. You might have actually found this out by accident and not sure how it happened or why it happened. But if you're looking to get specific types of bait, the best thing that I found, and mileage may vary, so you know I'm not the expert on this, but I am just a a, a, a well-rounded pirate. Leeches can always be found along the water and sand line. If you go down to a beach right where the uh, the water is, there's always an area where you can't dig. And then right next to it, just inland a little bit is where you can dig. I usually get leeches, no problem. If you're looking for grubs, take a couple steps to the left while you're still on the beach and shoot for that area between the grass line and the water line where all the sand is. I usually get a lot of my grubs that way. Or if you're really trying to get uh, grubs, I usually say stick on the line between the grass and the sand, right where the two meet. I usually get a lot of grubs that way as well too. Earthworms, I usually hand inland and actually start digging in just grass. Nothing around it, but just pure grass. And I usually find earthworms there. So hopefully this helps if you're out there looking for specific types of bait. I always recommend two head over to shipwrecks. Uh, shipwrecks are great for bait as well as uh, cooked fish or uncooked fish that you don't have to go out and fish up. So if maybe you're out there trying to find a couple pieces of treasure to work up on your renown, look for fish in uh, shipwrecks as well. That's going to be the easiest thing to, to try and help uh, find that. And also uh, flotsam. If you happen to be sailing around and you come across a bunch of barrels, that flotsam also has an opportunity to have fish and bait. That's helpfully, hopefully help out folks that are out there trying to get this. Uh, we're a week and a half into it. I'm looking forward to fishing out, uh, finishing out, not fishing out, finishing out the last bit of this event and seeing if maybe in the last three weeks of this season one, we might get another event because it feels like we had uh, the first event a couple weeks, three weeks you know, around that to, to do that. We had this one, which is actually three weeks worth of content and we still have five weeks left. So discounting next week where that'll be four weeks left, we'll probably have a break of nothing and the potentially another event at the end of it, which will be the last three weeks of the first season, which hopefully will push us into season two with a new event. Now they may skip that logic altogether and leave people up to do whatever they want so they don't feel pressured to work on an event while maybe they're trying to do tall tales to finish out their renown. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I'm hoping that with the end of the the season we'll get one more event. Who knows what it'll be at this point. Hopefully it will push out some more of the teasing that they're doing with the stuff that's going on the on the outposts. So I've had a lot of conversations with a bunch of people about what is going on over at the outposts. And a couple episodes back, I talked about how I would love for it to be kind of a tinker shop. Uh, the more and more I think about it, the more I keep thinking that it might have something to do with the hunter's call. Obviously, in the last year, we've had a re-emphasis on the trade companies. The gold hoarders got a new vault of the ancients voyage. The Order of Souls got the new ghost ship uh, voyages. The Merchant Alliance now has the missing shipments uh, voyages. And the Hunter's Call have a fishing voyage introduced in this update. Now, we don't have any kind of emissary. And we haven't seen a rep increase for the Hunter's Call when they came out with last year's anniversary update. So the more and more I think about it, the more I keep wondering 
if what's going on with the outposts will help pertain to the actual hunter's call reputation, giving us a proper uh, emissary flag, uh, giving us a way to hunt down different animals. Maybe we're going to be getting some new types of animals with the seas in the anniversary update because that is this month. If you guys can't remember, that is March. March 20th is it. We are going to be getting into that third year anniversary, moving into the fourth year of the game. And I would not be surprised if it helps kind of flesh out that hunter's call and give us more chances to focus on that reputation. Now, what that means for the actual Merrick's family group, I don't think that changes. I don't think that really alters what's going on with them. I think what this will do will actually act as another means of turning in fish. Now, you can generally turn in stuff at any outpost. There's a couple outposts at every sea, uh, except for the Devil's Roar. That's the only exception to that. But I'm thinking what's going to happen is there will be a place to set up your Hunter's Call emissary. You can purchase voyages and supply crates. Now, the supply crates will probably be empty, but it won't be required if people leave their supply crates on the beach. It may actually be a way for you to sell supply crates as well. As I talked about in the previous episode, there are a few things in the game that you still cannot sell. I'm thinking storage crates might be one of those ways to help move out some of those items in the in the server that's kind of in the cache uh, to help kind of free up some of that space, make it a little more stable. This is all speculation at this point. It's not too long before the end of the season as we get closer and closer to that March 20th timeframe when we'll find out if there is going to be a, another update that will help kind of uh, add some anniversary content to the game. Uh, it's still going to be within that five weeks of season one. So it should be interesting to know if they touch on anything to do with the emissary uh, or with the hunter's call at all. And if they plan on doing any kind of celebration for the anniversary. At this moment, we haven't heard high nor hair about whether they're going to be doing something for that. It's kind of expected, but with everything going on, with season one starting, all that stuff, it's hard to know for sure how things are going to play out this year. It's been a rough last year, and a lot of the work that they had for last year's anniversary update was all stuff that had been in the works for a long time. It'll be very nice to see if they do come out with something and whatever they have, I'm sure I'll love regardless because I am their shill. Not really, but kind of. The one thing that I did want to touch on before I switch over into an ad break is the Gosh Charity. That is still going. That is still active. If you guys aren't aware, you can still go over to the Pirate Emporium. They've got a charity tab and you can still purchase the Gosh Charity sales. These are still one of the coolest looking charity sales that I've, I've seen come in. I absolutely love the purple, blue, and the heart. I think it's a great way to help support uh people in charities that are looking to do good, especially for ill ki uh, children that are out there to try and get them more life-saving treatments to make sure that we can help bring in a new generation of pirates, gamers, friends, family, loved ones, you name it. So please do yourself a favor, feel good about yourself, head over to the Pirate Emporium, check out the charity sales and donate what you can to pick up these sales. And hopefully we can help save some lives by taking some treasure. 
Ahoy there, Pirates. I hope you're having a good time with the community episode this week. If you want to learn more about Sea of Thieves or just in pirates in general, always a great way to educate yourself through audiobooks. Uh, I listen to audiobooks on the regular. You're listening to this, so I already know you like listening to audio stuff. So head over to audiobooks.com, sign up for their free trial, use the link in the show notes, and you'll get three free audiobooks for free. I already said free, but two of them can be VIPs, which is different from free because they're better because they're VIP. I don't understand what that means. I'm just letting you know that if you want to get some free books to listen in on some of the, the amazing stuff that's going on in the world, uh, there's some great books out there, some uh, biographies, or maybe you're just like me and love fiction and listening to Witcher novels or Ready Player Two. Uh, I've also been listening. I've been going back and listening through the Harry Potter books. Don't ask me why. I just love the Harry Potter books and the guy that does them is really good. So uh, feel free to do that. I really feel like I need to listen to Dune. I don't know why, but with that movie coming up, I just feel like I I need to listen to Dune because that's that's kind of on the bucket list. I've never read that book, and that's probably a really bad thing to admit on an ad read for audiobooks. But at least with audiobooks.com, I know I can at least get it and listen to it and correct this wrong in my life. So head over to audiobooks.com. The link is in the show notes. Uh, get your three free books now. All right, pirates, welcome back. And I just wanted to kind of give you guys a couple stories that I had over the last week and how my sailing has been. I'm hoping that you're all having a really good time. The one thing that I do want to touch on um, that I I can't really talk about because I don't I don't know that I have permission to really talk about it, but I did get one email this last Monday that uh, really touched my heart. And the person that sent the email uh, should know, hopefully I sent them an email back uh, telling them how I felt and everything that I was uh, uh, experiencing when I actually read through their email. But I just want to say that there is a lot of negativity in this world and a lot of things that tend to bring you down. Uh, throughout your life, you're always going to experience happiness and sorrow. Uh, both of those come hand in hand. Uh, and to touch on the email that I got, I just want to say thank you for sharing what you did, uh, because it means a lot to me to hear that kind of stuff. I don't need to hear that stuff, but it was something I never expected to come as a result of this podcast. So if you're listening to this and you have no clue what we're talking about, don't worry. That was just something I wanted to acknowledge on the podcast. But I did want to say to you that if you're feeling bad if you're feeling upset or depressed there's a lot of us that feel the same with you we we can empathize with you and understand that it doesn't matter what you're going through right now it will always pass it will always change nothing ever stays the same and if you can do one thing it's to reach out to others even if you don't know them that well and try and be with people. Try and spend time with folks. Sea Thieves is one of those games that really, really changes uh, how I play video games. I used to love single player games all the time. I still really do. But something about playing Sea of Thieves uh, harkens to my time when I was in guilds with World of Warcraft. Playing on Xbox, I have grown, built, and supported a community thanks to the podcast that has really changed 
my life for the better. And I hope that if you're listening to this and you feel lost, that I can offer you a a haven, a safe place from the storm that you're weathering right now. And if you need serious help, there are always places that you can go to, people to call who are nearby who can help you with that as well to reach out to those people and get in touch with them. Because nothing is worse than feeling alone. And if you're feeling alone, there's always a place for you. Sea Thieves is great for doing that. I used to, like I said, play single player games because I enjoyed them. And I and I was thinking about it today as I was sailing around with some new folks that I hadn't played with. And I realized that the reason why I love Sea of Thieves and why what I love about multiplayer games now is with single player games, when you're playing them, you generally have a set narrative. You have really interesting characters in a beautiful world that pulls you along and tells you a tale. But nothing ever changes with that tale. Everything always stays the same. And that's a safe place because you can always know what to expect around the corner. Once you've played through the game, you can play it again and know exactly how it's going to play out, maybe with a few alterations here and there, depending on how they've developed the game. But generally, you kind of know where your end point is. With multiplayer games, I feel I get the same world and the same stories and the same narratives. But the narratives aren't characters. The narratives aren't NPCs that I'm doing quests for. It's the people that I'm spending time with on the seas. It's the new crewmates or the old crewmates who have changes in their lives that they tell me about, that they share their stories or they share their sailing victories or their sailing woes. And they tell me about all the things that are going on with their life. And I share with them the same back. And even though we may not be playing a single player campaign in a PVE setting in this multiplayer PvPVE game. I love how the narrative, the people that I play with, these NPCs that have lives, that have experiences are alive and they share their to- their stories with me. It is amazing to hear someone I've never met across the world has the same passion for the same things that I do, just knowing that they grew up with the similar experience that I had, and we both connected on that same thing, that had it not been for Sea of Thieves and being together on social media and meeting other people as a result, I may not have ever gotten a chance to chat with them about what I feel about this thing that we're talking about. And sure, I could name specifics on what I'm talking about, but I I know for a fact that if you're listening to this, you spent time with people on the seas and you can relate when you meet someone new because every once in a while, you'll find someone that actually has the same feelings that you do about that thing that you love. And that is so amazing. That's what I absolutely love about this ecosystem. The Sea of Thieves community really can find so many ways to connect on so many different levels and it's always different every voyage is different because if you keep changing what you do and you keep changing the people you sail with you grow your family and we can be that family that's the beauty of it so if you're feeling bad if you're feeling depressed or alone or sad head out and spend time with each other spend time with friends commiserate in the misery of dealing with a bad breakup or a lost loved one. Know that other people are with you in that pain. 
share your pain. Khan said it best in Star Star Trek II, the movie Wrath of Khan, give me your pain. And that's so important to to having other people around. So I, I love that you guys are sailing. I love the stories that you're telling. And I love that you're sharing these stories with the community, especially the Kiel Hall Discord has been great for this. I love seeing the stories that crop up in the Sea of Thieves tales. I, I wish I had more time to jump on them and bring them into the podcast. Um, I, I would love to see how you all uh, uh, kind of go about your normal days as as sailing from place to place because i never get to go actually with you on them most of the time i i hardly ever get to spend time with them and i absolutely love that and in fact personal coffee wrote into the discord and he says so my crewmate and i were fishing at a shipwreck at our third uh after our third left meaning that they were on a brigantine and they had one person down and we were in the midst of it when pirates stepped into my viewpoint looks at me looks at me fishing and then slides back out of view. So he asked his crewmate, hey, did you put on a beard? What what are you currently doing right now? And she replies, no, I'm fishing on the back. It was at this moment that he realized that they had been boarded by a sneaky pirate, and he announces it. She confirms it and is killed. I hear him come up behind me and get out the blunderbuss. I've got a wrecker on the line. I'm wondering at this point, is he going to allow me to catch it or kill me? Spoilers. He was rude. Upon respawn, he was dealt with a minor nuisance at best. And he lit the boat on fire and was trying to steal supplies uh, and the meager loot that they had. But boy, it was funny. And we had a good laugh about it for a few minutes. I love that. I love that you can stash yourself aboard a ship and kind of pop into view. And tonight... For example, I was sailing with Kylia, Urn, uh, Crow, members of the Keelhaul Discord and, and others that I've, I've gotten a chance to spend my time with. And we had a really good time sailing around for a few hours, specifically fishing up different types of fish. And I had so much fun messing with Kylia. It's one of my favorite pastimes. If you haven't done it, you got to try it because it's amazing. She was on the back of our rowboat on our galleon, fishing up ancient scales and isle hoppers. And I was on Discovery Ridge, just kind of combing the beaches, you know, uh, finding little things here and there and bringing them over to the ship. When I found a few things that were fun, one of them happened to be a snake crate with a gold snake. You know, I'm not going to cheapen out and just get some, you know, little red snake or, you know, maybe like a blue dapple or something silly like, no. I'm going all out. I'm getting her a gold snake. It's a good gift. So I get this gold snake and periodically play some music to calm it down and work my way back to the ship. And as she's sitting on the back of the rowboat, hitched up to our galleon, I put it on the banister close by, you know, not to disturb her, but just enough to let her know that I brought her a gift, you know, just like any cat would bring a dead bird from outside to their owners as a token of appreciation. Uh, and I found out that there were actually a few other tokens of appreciation that I could bring. So I found a couple powder kegs and I thought Kylie is an explosive personality. I love chatting with her and I can't wait to get the next episode of destination any indie out for you folks, uh, in the middle of the week to, to be able to showcase our conversations about indie games. And I thought, you know, two kegs is good, but three would really show how much I appreciate her. 
So I grabbed each one and slowly worked my way back to the ship. And as she was sitting on the back of the rowboat farming for these fish as diligently as possible to make sure that we got done as quickly as possible because time was of the essence, I dropped one keg and then two kegs and then three kegs and then I left. And I didn't ever blow them up on her specifically. They did blow up and I did have to make amends for that. So I am sorry for that, Urn. It was too good to pass up. But I had such a good time spending what little bits of time I could running around the island and picking up silly stuff and things to kind of uh, mess with with my friends as, as much as I do to try and instill that sense of fear, that sense of mistrust. Because without that, what is friendship really? And I had a good time with them. But that was not the only voyage that I had. I actually had the weirdest bug. Now, I'm going to take a quick break, actually, before I get into the story. But this is a weird one, and I think you guys will like it. Okay, okay. This is a weird story. Now, I got a chance to go out with uh, CJ or Super Pack, who's uh, the host or a host of the Player One podcast, good friend. And he invited me to come join him for some sailing. Now, he has a recent friend, a new pirate that has been kind of learning the ropes named Ryan. Now, that's not too much of consequence, but I did want to share uh, the story that I had with them as we were out kind of doing some regular Reaper business as we typically do. And as we were going around, we came across uh, a couple sloops and a brig. Now, the sloop that we went after was actually working on the skeleton fleets. They were in the shores of, or no, excuse me, the ancient isles and had gotten to the last skeleton ship and we're just about to finish it when we managed to kind of uh, impose upon them and uh, decide that the loot was going to be ours and sink them now they scuttled right as the last skeleton ship went down and we never saw them again but we did manage to get all of that skeleton fleet loot on our ship and being the lower level reaper that we were, we still were a little hungry for some reputations before we went and turned in all of our stuff. So what I'm hoping for is to get to level five so that we can then turn in our treasure. What we decided to do after losing uh, some, some good sailing to a sloop crew, this sloop crew was really, really good and kudos to them for managing to be able to do uh the the types of plays that they were doing they never they never sank us or we never lost anything to them but they were so good at knowing how to how to manage their sloop compared to our brigantine that it was almost impossible to catch up to them we we got a couple good shots but we could never sink them kudos to you guys so we went for easier prey and what did we find out in the roar but a sloop within athena emissary i know you're you're thinking athena emissary that's pretty rare who goes and does that well the people out in the roar did and they were just prime for the taking they had rank three or rank two one of those two rank two or three i can't quite remember but they were over by devil's thirst you know when john the internal heir uh, mcfarlane was like oh i've got the devil's thirst i always love that reminds me every time and as we were going out to the devil's roar 
we realized we didn't have a whole lot of time left. We were getting close to the time frame where we needed to stop. I had Destiny Raid to go clear out Deepstone Crypt, which we did and we had a good time with. Thank you, Wakasan, for joining us. And we managed to head out to the Devil's Thirst. We caught them and we pursued them. We didn't get to sink them right off the bat, unfortunately. It was kind of a, a shame, but we managed to get uh, on their ship at one point as they were sailing away they were sailing with the wind which they they really didn't know was kind of the uh, the wrong thing to be doing in that instance so as we caught up with them uh cj and i were trying to secure the kill we had gotten enough hits on them that we stayed on their ship now bear in mind at this time our uh, ryan our diligent ryan was staying on the brigantine looking to bring around the ship and a megalodon a shadow maw spawns on our ship and i think shoot this is not good he's going to need some help so i tried as best i could to get uh to him as fast as possible the problem was when i got there i found out that our ship was bugged and you might be wondering well, what kind of bug are you thinking like sure you, you have a couple of problems here and there you can't see things or the loot's not showing up maybe you had some issues or you disconnect no this bug was insane as soon as you climbed up the ladder as soon as you climbed up the ladder you would fall through the geometry you could not board the ship you couldn't get on the ship you couldn't climb onto the ship unless maybe as soon as you got to the top you hopped and grabbed the ladder or grabbed the cannon sometimes what would happen is you would fall through part of the ship and land on the lower deck and you could maybe get a couple uh planks put up against the walls that were or the holes that were now appearing because of the shadow maw it was ridiculous we had sank this uh, this loop we had all of their athena treasure on there plus their flag plus all of our skeleton loot during a, a shadow maw in the middle of the roar and we couldn't get on our ship it was terrible we couldn't get on our rowboat the rowboat was broken uh that they had and the guy that was on the the sloop backspawned grabbed a keg and then kegged the rowboat so we couldn't even use theirs now it was at this point that we couldn't get into the ship by any means and generally what happens when you're floating around in the water for so long sharks appear well if you ever came around the game during the hungering deep you might have an idea of what this felt like but after about 30 minutes of barely getting aboard barely getting into the bottom deck barely able to get some planks against the holes that the shadow mall was creating and keeping our ship afloat there were a lot of sharks and when i say a lot i'm talking more than a dozen sharks and it was just swarms of sharks the blood was thick in the water and they were not having any of us trying to get away so we managed to get some of the treasure from this sloop onto the actual deck i don't know how but we managed to grab a piece climb up the ladder sometimes have it register and then drop it onto the deck before falling through the ship we managed to spawn on the ship immediately fall through the floor hit the bottom deck take a bunch of damage and then fall through the rest of it or black screen which would then put us into that cycle as well we managed to get our ship to ashen's reach i don't know how 
by sheer determination. Bear in mind, this is well after we should have been gone and to bed with all of their treasure and turning it all in at the Reaper's hideout at level five. At that point, we decide it's either two things, either the ship is bugged or the Shadow Maw has bugged it. So we have to get away from the Shadow Maw and scuttle our ship. Well, we managed that. And we managed to find a rowboat on Ashen's Reach, and we managed to get all of our treasure in it, realizing that the rowboat was bugged as well. You could barely get on it, and if you could, good luck staying on it. You had to sit down, or you had to be on the oars, or you would fall through. Bear in mind, still a bunch of sharks out there. So as we're trying to fill up this rowboat with all of the skeleton fort loot, plus the meager mints of treasure that were from this Athena's and their flag and our flag, because obviously we sank and had to get rid of our ship because that was the only way. One of us got sent back to our ship and found out that our ship was still bugged. This was pain, absolute, pure, excruciating frustration that we could do anything about. We tried logging out, we tried closing the game, we tried logging back in, we tried joining on each other. We tried having two people in the roar despawn uh, the ship, leave the game, and then have the ship respawn, hopefully closer into one of the regular oceans in the seas to try and see if maybe it was the roar to no avail. The ship respawned in the devil's roar. And after three or four scuttles, we decided that there was no amount of pushing the ship any closer to Reaper's hideout to help out. We managed to turn everything that we could in over at Morrow's outpost and survive with what we could, but we still had the flags and we still wanted to get the Order of Soul or the Athena flag turned in, at least for the commendation. We are now at around an hour and a half of this frustration, certain that this has to be a, a, a boinked server, that there's no way that anyone else on this server is not running into the same issues. Bear in mind, we haven't seen any different types of events up. No world events have spawned. There's no flags, there's flame heart, there's no skeleton fleets or any kind of tornado in the sky to be said. It was pain, pure, simple pain. I've never run into a bug like this. Some once in a while you'll you'll lose a chest in a ship if you drop it off the side or sometimes you'll fall through like a deck or uh land on something or something won't register every once in a while. But for an hour and a half to try and get as much of this treasure as we possibly could, it was painful. So thank you CJ, thank you Ryan for diligently helping us try to get this treasure in not losing any of our treasure mind you anything that we had we managed to get and turn in and i was very happy about that we didn't get the emissary loot or the credit towards the reputation but you know sometimes you take what you can and we had a good story at the end of it i don't know what is necessarily happening with this part of the season because from my perspective we've only had a couple small changes to the actual game since the uh, fishing event actually started but it has been very rough and after discussing this with some of the discord it became extremely clear that this has definitely been kind of a tough server for folks to deal with uh kind of a, a rough patch to live with and to level through so 
I'm really hoping that in the next coming month or so, after we reach season two, that the game will have fixed some of these issues and we won't be running into similar situations like we did uh, this weekend. And equally entertaining as it was frustrating, I had a really good time with Xbox Mike and his crew. Uh, Shout out to Chris and Freddy for inviting me onto their ship and having a good voyage out to the Devil's Roar to work on the Heart of Fire, which was a really great voyage or really great tall tale. We had a good time. It was uh, Freddie's first time working on it and we all went together and enjoyed it. I had a really good time kind of uh, playing around with Freddie and kind of giving him some of the, you know, the good advice that any good sailor would give any other sailor uh, when they're new to the seas and you're an old salt. And I told him that one of the best things you can do is to avoid licking the heart of fire stone key as well as mermaid gems because well you just never know what's going to happen it could delete your account it could maybe just you know kill you on the spot it's hard to know what sends you to the ferry nowadays with so much in the world that's trying to kill you it could very easily be one of those situations where licking a mermaid stone is enough to uh to to kill your your character right on the spot so i had a good time with that and thanks to rare actually in this instance uh because they are actually the ones that ended up uh giving the tweet that went out now this was just a a normal tweet nothing too major but they went out and they said tag someone who you want to sail with and it was really surprising to see that because i don't think that i'd really expected much out of that but I did happen to get tagged by Xbox Mike. He he posted in the tweet, he's like, I would like to sail with Captain Logan. And I was really excited for one, to be thought of, and for two, to get a chance to sail with Xbox Mike, who if you guys haven't seen on Twitter, he's a, a really great guy and just a, a boatload of fun to, to spend time with. And I got to go out, we talked about it, and I said, hey, I'm gonna be available midday today if that works for you guys. We got together and we sailed for a few hours. It was really fun. We had a good time working on the tall tale. And I just wanted to thank uh, Sea of Thieves for putting out that tweet because as a result, I got to sail with someone that I hadn't, a few people that I hadn't. So I decided to tag uh, Shelly and Andy Preston in the hopes that at some point, one of these days, I'll get a chance to sail with the two of them because I know how Shelly is on the seas and I know how Andy is on Warzone. And I would love to see the two of them work together on a crew just to see what that's like. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed the stories. There's so many that you guys all send me, and I appreciate it so much. I had such a good time this week uh, out there on the seas just doing random stuff. But if you liked this, if you enjoyed it, feel free to head over to the Discord, uh, join up with the rest of us. The Sherpa program still going strong. They're still taking a lot of folks on out into the seas to make sure that you're actually getting some time to uh, learn the ropes, to figure out how to play Sea of Thieves, how to earn that most gold and make sure that you're getting your reps of of renown and make sure that you're actually being able to get your uh, fishing event taken care of. It's been great to see that. And also, 
If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. You can always reach me on Twitter at CAPD underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send me an email like I got earlier this last week at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And just come say hi. Just come, come chat and whatnot, you know? And I will probably let you know as long as I don't do the stupid thing that I always do, which is check my notifications in the morning and then forget to respond to people because I don't want to make uh, texting mistakes because that's usually what I do and it makes me look dumb and I'm dumb enough already without making me look dumb. So hopefully, Pirates, you enjoyed this little bit shorter episode hoping to get some more information soon about what's going on in the coming weeks with sea of thieves but until then thank you i love you and look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? And Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.